The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Thanksgiving must not come from the lips, but from the heart. So that means when you're thanking God, you must mean it. It must come from your heart. Do you know there are some people who say, I love you, but they don't mean it. It's not from the heart. Like Peter. Peter said, Jesus, everybody can leave you, but as for me, I'll go with you to the cross. And when it was time for Jesus to be crucified, a little girl said, this is one of his disciples. Peter said, ah, I don't know Jesus. Peter's confession to Jesus was from his lips, not from his heart. Jesus said to Peter, by the time the cock crows thrice, you would have denied me. Father, we gather before your presence this morning with great anticipation for your word. Speak to us. Touch us at the point of our needs. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's good to see you all in church this morning. We are drawing nearer and closer to to, uh, Christmas and towards the end of the year. And uh, we thank God for what he's doing. Amen. Uh, God continues to show us his loving kindness and his goodness in the name of Jesus. Isn't God good? Is good how? He continues to show us his kindness. The testimonies that he continues to give us can only be by his goodness. We thank God for all the testimonies. Testimonies of his kindness. Testimonies of his mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. It takes God to have young people in church. Mm. There is no day that passes by this week that you don't hear on the news that someone has been stabbed to death. But it takes God to touch the heart of young men and young women like this to be in the house of God and to serve. And like I've always said, God only rewards those who serve in his house. It's a joy to see young people in this church going to the highest form of education. It can only be God. It can only be God. And And the prophetic mandate upon this commission is coming to pass. Amen. Amen. 
greatness will come forth from this house. Amen. 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 Greatness. And to see people now going into the field of their choice and very soon you will begin to see what we have never seen. Amen. 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 I said we'll begin to see what we have never seen. And last but not the least, uh, to thank God for the word that he continues to give us. The word that he continues to give us in this house. Someone came to covenant, heard the word, went to work, that same word was ringing in his spirit. If you don't have the word, you don't have anything. If your desire is to see gymnastics in church, then you miss God. We are here for nothing but the word. It's the same word that created the heavens and the earth. That's the same word that is being altered here. The same word. So that means the power behind the word when God spoke it is the same power at work in this commission. He heard the word. He heard the word. Went to work about to make a dangerous mistake. And what happened? The word came back. The word came back. The word that he heard, that he was putting to work, came back. And guess what? Today, he still have a job. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't know when your sent word will come. Mm -hmm. You won't know. You you can't determine which service your sent word will come. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says that in the morning, sow your seed. Mm -hmm. It says, cast your bread upon the waters. You'll find it after what? Many days. And it says in the morning, so you'll see it. In the evening, so you'll see For you don't know which one. You can't pigeonhole God. You can't determine to God your day of visitation. He decides. That's why you have to be in every service, whether you feel like or you don't feel like. Christianity is not based on feelings. Amen? Amen. And the word is working wonders. Mm. Every testimony we hear in this this church is connected to the word. I heard a word. I heard a word. The word said this. And out of it, we begin to see wondrous works. Amen? Amen. It's time for us to go back to the word. Amen? Amen? It's time for us to go back to the word. Many of us these days don't have personal time with the word. I'm telling you. We don't have personal time with the word. We don't have our own personal time of opening the Bible and reading it. We'll watch all kinds of movies. We'll stay on all kinds of social media platforms that will add nothing, no value to our lives. It's time to go back to what? The word. You must, the way you have time for lunch or time for breakfast, time for lunch and time for dinner, you must have time for the word. You can't say you don't have time. 
How many of you breathe in and breathe out here? Do you have time to breathe in and breathe out? So you have time for the word. We have to make time for the word. Because without the word, we are nothing. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Even God could not do without the word. So how much more you? You who is not the word. How can you do without the word? You are not the word. Even the word who is Jesus read the word. Studied the word. How much more you who is not the word. How can you survive without the word? It's time. It's time for us to go back to what? The word. And as we go back to the word, we'll begin to see exploits. Exploits. In the coming weeks, coming days, coming months, coming years, everybody will be pointing their testimonies to the word. I heard the word. And the word worked in my life. The word works. The word works. Jesus, number one mission here on earth was to feed us with the word. The Bible says that John 1.14, and the word became flesh. And the word became, the end result of the word in your life is the word must become what? Flesh. Remember the word is spirit. John 4.24, the word is spirit, but the spirit word must become flesh. Flesh there means it must become tangible. It's time. That's what we have free podcast in this church for you to listen but many of you don't listen what you feed yourself with is what you become he that have an ear let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying amen well are you ready for the word All right, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 19. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 19. I read, it says, And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. This morning, I'm sharing with us on the message that I've titled, The Power of Thanksgiving. The Power of Thanksgiving. The kingdom of God is a kingdom full of mysteries. That's why when Jesus came... He spoke in parables. He spoke in parables so that those in the world could not understand, but us in the kingdom would understand. So one of the mysteries in the kingdom of God is the mystery of thanksgiving. The mystery of thanksgiving. And like I've always said, God demands thanksgiving from us. Luke chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus said, Were there not ten that were cleansed, 
Where are the nine? So that means Jesus demands thanksgiving from us. In the world, when somebody does something for you, you say thank you after they've done it. But in the kingdom of God, we say thank you before God does something for us. So thanksgiving, it's important in the kingdom of God. Thanksgiving is important in the kingdom of God. So the scripture we read in the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19, the Bible says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. In other words, we must become men and women of thanksgiving. Wherever we are, whatever situation we find ourselves in, thanksgiving must come out of us. It says, and out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And then it went forth to say, and the voice of them that make merry. You notice that wherever there is thanksgiving, there is happiness. Wherever there is thanksgiving, there is happiness. Remember the Bible says in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3, it says, with, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of what? Salvation. So it takes joy, the spirit of joy. And you cannot be a thanksgiver and not walk in joy. You cannot be a genuine thanksgiver and not experience happiness. Hallelujah. So Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19 says, Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And look at what happens. So our responsibility is to give God thanks. God's responsibility is to do this. He said, I will multiply them. I will multiply them. That means those who give thanks are always multiplied by God. Everything, everything multiplies by thanksgiving. Everything. John chapter 6, verse 5 to 13. The Bible says that Jesus lifted up the bread. And when he gave thanks, John chapter 6, verse 11, he said when he had given thanks... He distributed the five loaves and two fishes to the 5,000 when he had given thanks. So thanksgiving multiplies everything. Thanksgiving multiplies everything. So God says, when you thank me, I will multiply you. I've told you time and time again that sometimes we have food in the house and my wife is not there and, and I'm feeling lazy to cook and the children, it's time for everybody to eat and, and they, they want me to cook. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, there's food from yesterday. Let's just thank God. It's not a lot, but I said, Father, thank you for multiplying this food. And we all eat, I don't know, I think, the Spirit of God makes their tummy full. So a little that they eat, they become full. And there are even leftovers. Thanksgiving multiplies everything. God says not only that, he said, and they shall not be few. Hallelujah. They shall not be few. He said, I'll also glorify them and they shall not be small. Say amen to that. Amen. Oh, say a living amen to that. Amen. 
So thanksgiving is vital. Listen, thanksgiving must become our lifestyle and be given in everything and at every time. Thanksgiving must become our lifestyle and must be given in everything and at every time. Hallelujah. Very important. Thanksgiving must not come from the lips but from the heart. Thanksgiving must not come from the lips, but from the heart. So that means when you're thanking God, you must mean it. It must come from your heart. Do you know there are some people who say, I love you, but they don't mean it. It's not from the heart. Like Peter. Peter said, Jesus, everybody can leave you, but as for me, I'll go with you to the cross. And when it was time for Jesus to be crucified... A little girl said, this is one of his disciples. Peter said, ah, I don't know Jesus. Peter's confession to Jesus was from his lips, not from his heart. Jesus said to Peter, by the time the cock crows thrice, you would have denied me. Are you following me? So thanksgiving must come from the heart and not from the lips. Very important. David thanked God in everything. That's why he became a man after God's own heart. What are you thanking God in? They say, you know, you go about saying, I don't see anything in my life. I don't see any progress. I haven't made any, any, any progress this year. That's not being grateful. Remember, ungrateful people shall never prosper. David thanked God in everything. That's why he became a man after God's own heart. Daniel thanked God in the lion's den. And that's why the lions could not eat him. Daniel, in the midst of the lion's den, was saying, Father, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And whilst Daniel was thanking God in the lion's den, guess what happened? God filled the lion's mouth and their belly with food, supernatural food. They had no appetite for meat any longer. They had no appetite for Daniel's meat any longer. So in the midst of the lion's den, Daniel was giving thanks. Daniel was giving thanks. I remember a few years ago, death knocked on our door in our house. Death knocked on our door. Our son was there. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. My wife woke me up and said, something is happening. And he was talking to death. My wife said, give him sugar. I gave him sugar. It didn't work. We poured water on him, but it didn't work. My wife said, let's call the ambulance. She was screaming. And I said, Father, thank you. I kept saying thank you. He was dying. He was dying. I was saying thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I said, not here, not in this house. Nothing can die in these hands. Nothing has never died in this. You see, you have to understand the mysteries in the kingdom of God. So whilst he was dying, I was thanking God. Does it make sense? 
the Bible says that Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus and said, Father, I thank you. Not because he was thanking God for Lazarus' death, but through the thanksgiving, guess what? The dead came back to life. I don't know what has been dead in your life, but through thanksgiving, it's coming back. I said it's coming back in the name of Jesus. So Daniel in the midst of the lions dead. He wasn't looking for a way of escape. But he was looking for a way that even if today is my last day. It must be my day of thanksgiving. Joseph thanked God for being sold into slavery. That's why he became a prime minister. Don't always look for a negative situation and start blaming God. God, if you were here, like Martha and Mary said in John chapter 11, they said, if you were here, our brother would not have died. But Jesus said to them, if only you believe, you will see the glory of God. And they continued, they said, well, he's been dead for four days. And Jesus said, have I not told you that if you can only believe, if you can learn to thank God, that dead situation will come back to life. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but it's time to go back to Thanksgiving. Joseph, thank God for being sold into slavery. That's why he became a prime minister. What are you thanking God for? Paul and Silas thank God in the prison. That's why the prison doors opened for them. If you find yourself in containment, just begin to thank God. Just begin to give God glory. Just begin to give him praise. Just begin to worship him. Just begin to honor him. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to say, Father, I don't know how you are going to do it, but I know that my Redeemer liveth. In the midst of that situation, thank God. Don't wait for everything to be okay before you thank God. Giving thanks unto the Lord at all times and in every situation is a good thing. Say amen. Amen. Giving thanks to God at all times and in every situation is a good thing. What situation do you find yourself in? Give God thanks. Psalm 92 verse 1. It says, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a what? A good thing. It's not a bad thing. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Somebody say it's a good thing. thing. Or say like you mean it. Say it's a good thing thing. to give thanks thanks. unto the Lord. Say one more time. Say it's a good thing thing. to give thanks unto the Lord. Have you noticed that one of the greatest countries in the world 
dedicates a day as a holiday just for Thanksgiving. No wonder they are the greatest. Their forefathers understood the importance of Thanksgiving and it was enshrined into the Constitution. So there's a day for Thanksgiving. And the Thanksgiving day is bigger than any other day in the nation. The quickest way to learn is to look at the original and make a photocopy. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? I was here before all of you showed up in this church. I was the first member. I knew what has brought all of you here. Amen? I knew what brought all of you into this church. It's called Thanksgiving. You can play with everything, but don't play with my Thanksgiving. That's why when we finish service, we leave what we are doing and we all do what? Thank God. Because we are here because of him. Listen, write this down. God demands thanksgiving from us. God demands thanksgiving from us. Psalm 150 verse 6. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let how many things? Everything. Let how many things? Everything. That has what? That has what? Do what? Let's say it properly. Let everything that has what? Do what? Do you have breath? Do you have breath? Why don't you praise God this morning? Why don't you praise God this morning? Why don't everything that has breath praise God in this church this morning? The keyboards must praise God. The drums must praise God. Everything that has breath must praise God. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The drums must praise God. The keyboards must praise God. The guitars must praise God. The violins must praise God. The trumpets must praise God. Let everything, let everything, let everything let everything, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything, 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 let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 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 We praise you. 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 We praise you.
Hallelujah. Let everything that has what? Let everything that has what? Do what? Do what? How much did you pay for your breath? Who gave you your breath? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated. That's why God demands thanksgiving from us. The ten lepers who were cleansed by Jesus. Only one came back to thank him. In Luke chapter 17. And Jesus said, were there not ten that were cleansed? Why is it that only this stranger has come back? This Samaritan has come back to thank me. And the Bible says he was made whole. That means thanksgiving when it's demanded from God and we give it, thanksgiving makes us whole. Thanksgiving makes us whole. Quick question we want to ask. What happens when we give God thanks, what happens? Five things. Number one, when we give God thanks, God loads us daily with his benefits. God loads us daily with his benefits. When we give God thanks, he loads us daily with his benefits. What are some of his benefits? Health. What are some of his benefits? Godly children, godly family, a good marriage, a good job, an environment of peace. Even sound sleep is one of his benefits. The Bible says that he gives his beloved sleep. Do you know there are some people who can't sleep? So what happens when we give God thanks? Number two, those who give thanks are preferred above others. Those who give thanks are preferred above others. Give me ten people. If they are all equally qualified to do the same job, and out of the ten, only one is a thanksgiver, I'll choose the thanksgiver. Those who give thanks are preferred above others. These are principles you can practice at your workplace. When your boss gives you an opportunity, an opportunity to go and do a course, say thank you for giving me that opportunity. Don't, Don't behave as if you deserve it. Don't have an entitlement mindset. But when you, when you thank your boss for giving you that opportunity, he'll open more doors for you. Say, ah, this one knows how to be grateful. So I'll open many more doors. Number three, what we give thanks for is prolonged. What happens when we give God thanks? Number three, what we give thanks for is what prolonged. Those who give thanks live long. They live long. 
You will never see a thanksgiver whose life is cut short. Number four, what happens when we give God thanks? Number four, what we give thanks for is preserved. Thanksgiving has the power to preserve things. Preserve, you are preserved. In the midst of challenges, you are the only one preserved. Nothing can cut short your life because you are a thanksgiver. Number five, what happens when we give God thanks? What we give God thanks for is protected. What we give God thanks for is protected. We are protected because God wants more thanksgivers. Hallelujah. Quickly, as we get ready to close, three powerful mysteries behind thanksgiving. There are more, but let's just look at three. There are three powerful mysteries behind thanksgiving. Number one, thanksgiving has the capacity to destroy lack. Thanksgiving has the capacity to destroy lack. John chapter 6 from verse 5. You know the story. The Bible says that when Jesus had lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him. And he said unto Philip, From when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, verse 8, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which have five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Remember, there are about 5,000 to be fed. Verse 10, the Bible says that Jesus said, Make the men to sit down. Oh, I love this. Make the men to sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. Verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them which were sat down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving has the capacity to destroy lack. Every time you thank God in the midst of scarcity, he multiplies what you have and breaks the back of limitation. Say a good amen. Amen. So thanksgiving has the capacity to destroy lack. They had only five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus thanked God for those five loaves and two fishes. And the lack in that situation was destroyed. You have only two pounds, thank God for it. You have only a thousand pounds, thank God for it. You have only 200,000 pounds, you want to do something that is worth 200 million pounds, thank God for that 200,000 pounds. And you begin to see scarcity broken. You begin to see lack destroyed. Write this down. This is important. 
Nothing is enough until God's hand is in it. <laughs> Nothing is enough until God's hand is in it. You see, once God's hand comes upon that thing, it becomes more than enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Nothing is enough until God's hand is in it. Number two mystery behind thanksgiving is thanksgiving releases the power of God to ambush your enemies. Thanksgiving releases the power of God to ambush your enemies. Anyone here have some enemies? <laughs> Someone say, oh, our pastor, I'm a very nice person. No matter how nice you are, you still have enemies. David said, my enemies are off from my own household. <laughs> Jesus' number one enemy was the one he appointed. He said, the one that I dipped my hand with, they were eating in the same bowl. <laughs> Sometimes your enemies are not too far from you. <laughs> Sometimes they are very close, very close. They are in close proximity. Very close. At your workplace, they are right there. You've just come, you said, I want to be the greatest manager in this place. And they look at you and say, uh-huh, this one. And they start plotting your downfall. Look at the election that just went on. People from the prime minister's own camp were plotting against him. A former conservative prime minister collaborated with the labor prime minister to tell the country don't vote for this person. His own brother, his own blood brother, one mother, one father, resigned from his team. Your enemies are very close to you. <laughs> <laughs> very close. They are in the very close. You, close to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So today we are going to release thanksgiving. We are going to cause thanksgiving to release the power of God to ambush all your enemies. So they better become your best friends. That's why I pity those who kick against this church. Those who write bad things and say bad things about this church, I pity them, you know. What did God say to, Jesus say to Paul? I think somewhere in Acts chapter 26 verse 14. He said, Paul, Saul, Saul, you cannot kick against a brick and survive. You see, when you kick the brick with your leg, who is getting hurt? <laughs> when you see a big stone you see a big stone you take off your shoe and say I'm, I'm going to show this stone I'm going to show this stone where power lies so you take off your lace and then you take the rock Jesus is the rock and you kick it will the rock feel any pain who's going to feel a pain yeah it's you 
So when you come against this church, you are coming against your own self. <laughs> you come against any member of this church you are coming against, you are hurting your own destiny. Because these are anointed children and children, men and women of God. Anointed. These are apple of God's eyes. So anyone who pokes God's eye, pokes you, is poking God's eye. And when they poke God's eye, they'll be in big trouble. Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 20 to 22. I read, the Bible says, And they rose up early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekwa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that shall praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endured forever. Notice that is thanksgiving. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endured forever. Verse 22, the Bible says that, and when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, they began to thank God, they began to give God thanks, despite the armies that were against them, the Bible says that the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were totally smitten. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when they come against you, all you have to do in the midst of them coming against you, say, Father, thank you. My eyes are on you. You are my battle warrior. You are my Jehovah Zebaud. I give you all the praise. I thank you for what you are doing. As you are thanking God in the midst of that challenges, your enemies will be ambushed by God. Say a good amen. amen. The last mystery behind thanksgiving is thanksgiving has the power to reverse every negative report. Amen. Oh, say a good amen. amen. Thanksgiving has the power to reverse every negative report. I don't know what reports they have written about you. We're living in a country where sometimes people will just write negative reports and put it on your file. And program and, and, and profile you for life. Blackmailed for life. Sometimes it's your address. Somebody can just blackmail your address. Blackmail your character. Written evil things and put it on your file and say, don't promote this one. Don't give this one opportunity. Negative report. Sometimes they'll write reports about you and say, you cannot do this. You have this many months to leave. 
That's a negative report. But listen, thanksgiving has the power to reverse every negative report. No matter where it's coming from, thanksgiving has the power to reverse every negative report. Romans chapter 4 from verse 17 to 21. The Bible says that as it is written, I have made you, Abraham, the father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Say amen to them. Who contrary to hope in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. That's the doctor's report. His body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. That's the doctor's report. Sarah's womb was dead. Negative report. No life can come out of this womb. Dead. Condemned. Nothing good can come out from this womb. This womb can't give life. But look at the next thing. The Bible says that, verse 20, he, Abraham, did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. The promises of God there has to do with God's reports concerning you or concerning that situation. He said he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. The word giving glory to God there means giving thanks to God. That's thanksgiving, giving glory to God. In the midst of Sarah's dead womb, in the midst of Abraham's dead body, the Bible says that Abraham was giving God thanks. In the midst of the negative reports, Abraham was doing what? Giving God thanks. In the midst of having a negative credit file, you have, you have CCJs, you have, you have bad reports. They say you can't buy a property in this land. You can't go far. You can't have anything significant. In the midst of that, he was giving thanks. He was giving thanks, the Bible says, and being fully convinced. Now, look at what happens when you give God thanks. Thanksgiving gets you to come to a place where you are fully convinced, fully persuaded that God is able to perform what he has promised you. Say amen to that. After today. Every negative report concerning you, concerning your family, will be reversed through thanksgiving. I said it is reversed through thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus. So I came to share with you today the power of thanksgiving. That's why the Bible says that out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. This is our month of thanksgiving. Some of you, the devil told you from the beginning of the year, you will not make it to December. But look, you are still here. 
despite all the challenges you went through, God delivered you out of them all. And you are still standing here. We ought to give God thanks. We ought to give God thanks. Some of you, beginning of this year, you didn't know you were going to be in this country, but God brought you into this country. We ought to give God thanks. Some of you, last week you didn't have a job, but this week you have a job. We ought to give God thanks because we owe him thanksgiving. Some of us were in the hospital this year. We never knew we could come out of that hospital bed. But look at us now. In the midst of all of that, we are still here. We owe God thanks. We owe God thanks. If you have a roof over your head, you owe God thanks. If you have a, a house that you have a key to to open, even if it's not your own house, you owe God thanks. You owe God thanks. If it's your own house, you owe God thanks. If you have clothes to wear, you owe God thanks. If you have shoes to wear, you owe God thanks. If your body is functioning perfectly this morning, you owe God thanks. As we catch this mystery, and we go about engaging this mystery, we'll begin to operate on a higher level. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it this morning? Come on, let's learn to give God thanks. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give God all the praise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for what you've done for us. We refuse to be ungrateful because your word says ungrateful people shall never prosper. So, Father, we thank you for keeping these doors of this church open. Father, we thank you for causing men and women to walk through the doors of this church. Thank you for being a blessing to multitudes across the world. We thank you for everything. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Everything that has breath, let it praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.